In a continuation of our journey through the interesting realm of scientific mindedness, the good Dr. Kashi reveals how to brandish the Swiss Army knife of scientific thinking to solve problems, reach goals, and construct a life worth living. Roll the intro! Hello! Hello! And welcome to ah, Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. On this episode, you and I are continuing our journey through the interesting realm of scientific mindedness. Scientific mindedness. On the previous episode, we discussed the merits of, of dogmatic. Automatic dogs, right? We discussed this. The merits of dogmatic and scientific ways of thinking. Mind frame here? Yep. Today, we're discussing the reasons why scientific thinking has legitimate impact in the real world. And soon after, in the coming episodes, we'll derive how. So that after this, after this background and in, in, in groundwork and framework, etc., uh, it is more useful to you day to day. So here's what you're learning. Oops. Whiteboard wisdom. Oh, here, I'll get this real nice. Okay, this is good. All right. How apparent contradictions can be both logical and reasonable. Hmm. And what this means in the context of self-respect specifically. Okay. The six components to scientific thinking in the real world versus the lab. And four monumental questions that when answered with your science-mindedness, will make you immediately better at everything you do. Bold claims. Uh, I'm willing to stand behind them though. Okay. But first, we must do a quick review. <laughs> a dogmatic system uh, is, an arbit is arbitrary in its structure. The premises can be anything, but maintains rigidity in its outcomes. Specific things must happen. And when dutifully executed, when dutifully executed, only approved outcomes are conceivable and acceptable. <laughs> Expectations are frequently violated and seldom, if ever, met. This is an impulsive, destructive, and relatively rigid system. A scientific system is rigorous in its structure, the same every time, but allows for flexibility in its outcomes. Anything can happen. <laughs> when dutifully executed, all outcomes are conceivable and constitutionally acceptable. Expectations are seldom violated, but they can also still be met. This is a rational, constructive, and relatively, relatively flexible system. So we're throwing down a little bit of background here because I know uh, Dr. Cassie has been drowning you with all this crazy science and dogma stuff. So yes, it is apparently irrational and constructive and therefore flexible. So what? Tell me what's going on. You dang egghead. Okay, fine, I'll tell you. Scientific thinking hinges on facts and logic and reality. Emphasis on those words is both serious and sarcastic. Many people think they are rigid, which is part of the irony. However, by and large, they are in relative flux. Facts are constantly revised. Logic is obviously reasonable while also having the impressive ability to maintain opposing conclusions and still have everything check out. These apparent contradictions are because there are multiple realistic but conflicting outcomes based on the available information or facts. Okay. Where dogmatic thinking relies on absolutism and certainty, scientific thinking leans on probability and risk. This flexibility on the continuum of undulating outcomes is how and why science apparently contradicts itself but still seems reasonable and logical. Most knocked over my precious. 
gracious, okay. When you use your noodle, let the chips fall where they may and evaluate outcomes of situations separate from the sources, which we now know that this is Dr. Cash's self-respect. Remember, if you have a killer bike and it gets a flat tire, is it a crappy bike? No, it's a killer bike with a flat tire, okay? <laughs> there are any number of outcomes, positive and negative, even if, especially if, all entities and people involved acted reasonably and logically. Indeed, when the so-called cookie crumbles, that can happen. I, oh, noodles. Noodles, chips, and cookies in like the last few seconds. Okay, I know where I'm headed with this. I'm hungry. It's okay. The point is, the point is that you, for the most part, are a combination of your experiences and what you make of them. For that reason, you ha you are a being with capacity to do any infinite number of good things, evil things, lawful things, chaotic things, and neutral things. And I just listed out Dungeons and Dragons alignments. I am batting a thousand today, okay? Being impulsive and dogmatic robs you of the ability to do an infinite number of different things and instead pigeonholes you into a category on a discrete basis. Do a good thing, you're a good person. Do a bad thing, you're a bad person. Make a mistake, you're a mistake. It's an exhausting and quite honestly bigoted way to live. That's exactly what you're doing, by the way, acting in a bigoted way, even if you're only being a bigot to yourself. See why I've so annoyingly made self-respect and respect in general in this light? Nevertheless, rather than impulsively aligning with the rigid and destructive psychological binary, Dr. Cashy implores you to rationally transition to the flexible and constructive biological continuum. Dogma assumes certainty, absolutes, and rigidity of outcomes. Science assumes risk, probability, and flexibility of outcomes. Outcomes are governed by risks and probabilities rather than certainties and absolutes. If you need any good reason to evaluate outcomes independent of the source, if you need any good reason to be respectful, yes, especially to yourself, then, then when you take something away from this, please take this with you. Every outcome especially outcomes under the influence of humans, all to some degree are at the whim of cosmic nonsense. Because paraphrasing Benjamin Franklin, the only certain things are death and taxes. <laughs> So let's explore this issue a bit more. Practically, applying scientific mindedness means generally greater conscious awareness resting on the bedrock of six intuitive principles. Now we have to go back to tiny t here. See if I can make this work. Oh, yes. Okay, we're, we're, we're going here. Okay, we're, this is working. Excellent. The six intuitive principles here. One, facts come from empirical derivation. Observing facts with other, with other facts and, observe, and, and comparing them, essentially. They come from empirical derivation, observing and comparing facts with other facts. Facts become more factual as empirically derived other facts pile up in favor of it. Facts on facts. Love him or hate him, he's spitting facts, okay? <laughs> Number three, there is a constant and constructive tension between skepticism and validation. There's always, that's why it seems to be competing with itself and conflicting. There's always, there's always opposing viewpoints and both of them, in many cases, have validity. The fourth characteristic here is that a scientific investigation can only occur when the subject matter is falsifiable. You have to be able to prove it false for it to be investigated with a scientific methodology.
Number five, there is skepticism of good, bad, entitlement, justice, fairness, fate, and karma. It's all scientifically dubious, all of those things. And then last, last and, and definitely the most important here, practically speaking, falsifi falsifying beliefs uh, is a relatively absurd task, <laughs> or an obviously absurd task. It is, however, quite reasonable to see how people drive themselves and each other crazy with those beliefs. Ah, and here's how you integrate this as a hard-to-do but easy-to-get three-step process. Observe and record your beliefs and the actions that stem from them. Compare the outcomes to your expectations established by your beliefs. And accept, reject, or modify your beliefs, thought patterns, or the ways you reinforce them. And then observe and record again. And see, this is where stuff gets spicy. This is where stuff gets spicy. Let's transition back here. Boop. Cool. Let's transition back here. This is where things get spicy again. Since many beliefs and belief systems are impossible to falsify, then they can and often are rife with conflict. And guess what? That causes conflict within you and those around you. Hmm. And now that you can study scientifically those, the impacts of those things, moreover, with, with empirical validation, right, you can subsequently shred those conflicting beliefs right up and replace them with something of more value to you, if you want something more valuable to you, that is. So here are these four major ways, these four monumental, momentous questions, all right, to, to help resolve that, that sort of conflict. See if my, okay. The first question is, what are the belief systems that are placed inside of you now, in your community? How do you act in accordance with those beliefs? How do your actions align with your beliefs creating harmony? How do your actions conflict with your beliefs causing misery? When there is conflict between beliefs and actions, how do you moderate that? If at all, do you modify the beliefs contributing to your misery? Do you modify the actions supposedly upholding the, your misery causing beliefs? What if changing one creates conflict in the other? <laughs> then the last one is what, is what is your course of action? What is your course of action when your expectations are violated? What are you owed by the universe or some other person or to yourself? Entitlement, what do you deserve? <laughs> Who gets what's coming to them? Justice. Was it always meant to be this way? Fate. Will it all come back to you? The Western colloquialization of karma. How are you valued when you act favorably? Being good. How are you valued when acting with dissonance? When you're bad. Can you see how dogmatic thinking, although convenient, fosters a lot of conflict? And how scientific mindedness takes work, but fosters legendary resilience and achievement? So there is a way to implement a rational, constructive, iterative, check and balance system. Indeed, that is the essence of being science minded. In the next episode, we'll deviate from the conceptual stuff a bit and go a bit more tactical. Uh, now that you have an idea of what to do and why you do it, you and I are going to get dangerously close to devising how. So here's what you've learned. Here's what you've learned. The apparent contradictions can be both logical and reasonable. And that is because it is 
there's there's tension between there's tension between validation and there's tension between skepticism and everything is on a risk a continuum of risk Okay, and what all that means in the context of self-respect, even if you make the perfect decision, stuff can still go sideways. So then you're a person who made a rational scientific decision and the outcome was sideways. That's the way she goes. <laughs> the six components to scientific thinking in the real world versus the lab and the four questions that if you answer with your science mind, you immediately become better at everything you do. I promise. So in conclusion, this, this is, I think, a grand entrance to the rationally, constructively, iteratively, systematically solving your problems and reaching your goals and generally just keeping a move on with your life while at the same time improving your subjective well-being. And that's nerd for happy, by the way. Uh, and, and that's really the purpose, right? Being fulfilled and trying a million and one things until you find the perfect fit. And that means resolving, identifying and resolving the conflict between what you believe, the logic, evidence and reason substantiating those beliefs and reinforcing them and how you act in accordance or discordance with those. So applying those six principles of practical science to these four life-changing questions will probably be one of the scariest things you ever do, quite perhaps. <laughs> really just the bedrock is getting broken. However, it will lay the groundwork for the most success you will absolutely ever have. So if you're interested in resolving your conflicts so that you can foster legendary resilience, then send Dr. Kashi a message and leave him a comment because he gets back to all of them. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>